Hey, you, listener, don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. You're already here, so you might as well do it. Thanks. So I'm flicking around the other night on the channels, and I come across this movie. I think one of Tom Cruise's, I, I love it, Collateral. It's a good one, yeah. It is a good one. You know why it's good? One, he plays a bad guy. And he doesn't do that smile all the time, you know, when he's good, you know. Uh-huh. But the other thing about it is he plays a hitman, which is, and Jamie Foxx is in it, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Jamie Foxx is really good. And Jamie Foxx is a good actor, too, by the way. Yeah, you know he's a I mean? great he actor. Did, I like him a lot. I don't want to get off that for a second, but his portrayal of, of Ray Charles in Ray was amazing. He was Ray Charles. He was so good in that. I I didn't think he could pull that off because Ray Charles is one of my favorite all-time singers, and I want to get into that in a little bit later. But the movie is cool in a couple of ways. First of all, he's got the blonde hair. He plays this, like, ballsy assassin that he's killing everybody, and he makes Jamie Foxx drive him around in a taxi. He pays him, like, 600 bucks for the night. But the really cool thing about it, too, is it's night in L.A., no, a lot of times when they do movies, it's L.A., it's always the traffic jams. Mm-hmm. They always have to bring that in. It's sunny and whatever. This is shot at night. It shows public transportation, which I didn't even know they really had a lot of public transportation. <laughs> I'm thinking everybody's in cars, right? Did you? Yeah. Wasn't that cool? It's different? Like a It different, was definitely different, yeah. It right? was a really good one, had a really good script. No, I enjoyed that a lot. It was a really good movie, Collateral. Yeah, and you're saying there's something like on Netflix now? At yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been kind of interested to try it out. You know, I have no idea really what... I just know that it's it's based off of that. Because it was called... I saw some collateral, I thought, oh, the movie. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the you know, like TV show. So I looked it up and it said it was like based off that. I think it's a British show. I'm not sure. I think at least like the main character might, might be British. Really? But yeah, it looked... I mean... I'll, I'm willing to check it out. If it's anything like the movie, the movie was really good. So, you know. Because we talked about him in a previous podcast about Tom Cruise. And now this Mission Impossible movie really did him well. Because he did that mummy. that right, Yeah, that, that, that I heard bomb. That bomb. <laughs> he did this other one. And I can't remember the name. And I, I don't know why I do this. I don't prep as well as I should. But he's the, the pilot that... The drug pilot. He worked for the CIA. The American, American made or American made. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that. that was I actually cool watched too. that. That was really good. That was pretty good. That was one of the ones that that he, you know, little different character that he plays. He, you know, the CIA hires him and then he starts working with the drug cartels and everything. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Good, but he's he's a good actor, Tom Cruise. We can't you know kid ourselves, but you know. You know, personally, I don't know the guy, you know, not going to get into whatever issues he may have off the screen, but, you know, I mean, I loved Mission Impossible when I was a kid. You guys always took me to those. So, you know, I always, uh, I don't care. I haven't seen the new one, but I want to. I didn't see the new one yet either, but it was the number one movie for the longest time. He's... Can't go wrong with Mission Impossible. His career has gone like 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So he and people he, are still working with him. They're still willing to work with him. And, yeah, you know. see, like I never hear like people that work with him say, "Oh, he tries to get me into his, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. Like whatever somebody does yeah. off the field, on you know, sports, Your personal or, life. Hey, look, <laughs> that's everybody's got skeletons or done things. But you know, if you can go to a movie, entertain, and he's, and I'll tell you, <laughs> in Tropic Thunder, 
<laughs> when he was that, that was great. He was so good at Tropic Thunder. Like I wish he would just do a straight out comedy. Right, because no one saw that coming from Nobody. I did. I mean, I saw that. That was crazy. It was funny just for the fact that Tom Cruise was, you know, in a funny movie. And he was great. He did great at that. And he is, and and Tropic Thunder is still one of my my favorite. And that movie holds up, I think, more so even like when I've watched the, The Hangover a couple of times after. It's good, The Hangover still, but Tropic Thunder hangs up. Uh, you know, it does a yeah, it's job got more watchability. More. The Hangover, yeah. you see the first time, like when we saw it the first time, and it's it's crazy when you don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's great, but after you know you you've seen what happens and everything, it loses a little bit of the you know that luster you got when you first saw it. But Tropic Thunder, it's a great movie either way. Now you know we always and I always have to talk about power, <laughs> and and you are the only one of the. Between Michael, Zach, and Steven, who haven't gotten into it yet. Now, it wasn't on last week. There's only three episodes left. It got no Emmy nominations whatsoever. I know. No, I not saw for that. Writing, not for writing. Uh, it's a big know, snub acting. right there. Now, I know there's a lot of different shows all over the place. There's, you know, with Hulu, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime, these different shows and whatever. But for Power to get shut out yet again. And this is a great. Because you know what's really good about it? is Angela Valdez, who is the AUSA, and I, if any people are into it at all or not, but how her character is, she's morphing more into, she's going more of like the dark side, let's say, like when she wants to take out one of the people that works with her in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the attorney's, you know, she, in the attorney's offices. But it's just so, the way that, they're still grieving, like they're going through all this stuff, and yet they're and they're, they're grieving their their daughter that passed away, which is and and how the son is turning out to be more like Canaan, yeah, who was played by a fourth him, but He set. doesn't know everything, and they don't know that this is going on. And Canaan is the 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 linchpin of the whole show. Mm-hmm. It's amazing everything he's trying to take over the business from Tommy. He's yep. trying to... He's going to come out on top. Put the wedge between... Go- I'm, I'm wondering... There's two ways the show is going to go, and I was I was wondering this. Because he says in a couple episodes, I'm never going back. I'm never going back to prison. I'm never going back to prison. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's going to be like... Because he's pinning all his hopes on Ghost's son. Is Ghost's son the one that's going to... Tariq, is, is he the one that's going to bring Kanan down? Because... He to say he's showing a softer side is a little bit much. He's t- mm-hmm. teaching him to be a drug he's, dealer. Yeah, he's not whatever. showing him a softer side. He's but, taking advantage but of. But this a, is a man. Now, if you've watched Howard before, you know this. And if you haven't, you'll get into it. Really, in not show. much spoilers we've given here. Right. You know, if you don't know the show, but what I'm saying when is showing a softer side is this is the man who killed his own son. Exactly. He has <laughs> no who no soft spot in his heart. He's <laughs> right. showing his kid that because you know that's what's getting him. Like, all right, my dad, you know, has lied to me. Right. This guy at least is honest. Exactly. In his eyes, that's what he sees. He Maybe he's, he's a honest. thug, but that's he thinks thing. he's an honest thug. But he's an honest thug. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Which his dad has never been. You know, and no. he sees his dad as the the reason why but this his thing, sister's now dead. As a parent, you try to shield your kid from what you do. So you didn't really want to know, yeah, I'm a drug dealer, this is how I made my money, this is what I've done, I've killed people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But So when you shield it from that, but now Cain is, you know, going down through the layers, he's going down and saying, your father ain't no better than me, even mm-hmm. though he wants to think he is. 
you know, your dad's done. First of all, your dad and, and Tommy put me in prison. You know, mm-hmm. your dad uh, burned me. <laughs> you know, almost killed me and, and burned me up pretty badly. Yeah, that did happen on the show. <laughs> so he's he's showing his uh, to read the other side of of what's going on about his father, about how this business runs and how tough it is. But the scene a couple of weeks ago when he goes to that guy's house to get the money and the guy says, well, I can't, we're not in prison anymore, Cain uh, um, and I can't, you know, give you all the money. And he beats the hell out of him. And then Tariq's watching it. And it's like you think after he's seen his sister get killed, it would like soften him a little bit. And he takes the money from it. And at the end, he's, at the scene, he's walking out, throwing the money up in the air. Like, yeah, we yeah. got the money that we need. It's amazing to me, like, how sinister the kid is. I know, right? Because when, when he was at the funeral, you know, and he texted the guy to let him know where, where their friend was when he overheard Dre, the right? He, he texts Dre to let him know that yeah, they're coming. Yeah, he did. I think the scene with him and Tommy in the car is yes. the best scene I've seen in a while. That was a that good was scene. That was really good. That was, that was great. Where he's right. like, hey, let's go for a ride. And, you know, he recognizes that, you know, the kid sold him out. Yes. And, like, that was that was crazy for me. I'm and like, he's wow. Still, you know, and Tommy, for all Tommy's flaws, he loves... He loves... He does. Because, like you said, he's like, I'm going to take the heat for what that kid did. Right. That's right. what's happening is he's going to take the repercussions for, you know, what he did. And he doesn't even know that. And the thing is, I watched the... Like, do you ever see when they do it, spoiler alert, don't watch this until you've seen the episode and they talk about, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the scene... And the great thing is when they had the writer on. I wish I could remember her name. And I've got to be better at getting these all these names. But when they talked about when they were torturing that guy, mm-hmm. she equated it to like a father and son having a catch. Yeah. You know? Did you see behind the episode like that? Yeah, I watched those some of the time. <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty they, good. Just to give you a backdrop, this this one guy was supposed to to, to pay off uh, Tommy's father and he's light mm-hmm. uh, with the money. And the father's like, you know, he's grabbing the bag and he goes, all the money's not in this bag. I know it's not in here. So they tie this guy up. They tie the guy up. And they begin to torture this man with power tools. And they're laughing hysterically at doing it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like so crazy. And then when they interviewed the writer, she's like, yeah, just think about it. Like, normal people have catches... Mm-hmm. You know, this they go to the ball games. And Kane even said it. You know, he's like, hey, I never had a dad. Go play catch with him or something. Right, right. Yeah. So it's what right, they did. Right, that's exactly. He said, <laughs> what they do? Buy him a pet? Buy him a dog? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the the thing about that show that is so good that there's the, the dark side to them that they have, but yet when you see them, like, the pain that they have of losing their child, mm-hmm. that even though you know that they... In a way, you pay for the sins of the father. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's things that go wrong. You have to deal with that. You have to, in some way, there's going to be payback or retribution to have you lose your child like that. You still feel, and she was the sweetest character on the she, show. Yeah, exactly. She was the real heart of that. She show. really was. Now she's gone. There, there were tw- everything. They're twins. Mm-hmm. They uh, just had this. She was such a sweet character, and he. And the way Ghost has responded to it, too. Like, he's drinking now. Mm-hmm. He's got all these things going on. Where going out, doing the thing with the, you know, the... 
When he, the parent when he kills that guy. When he the kills that driver. guy in the alley like that, and then he looks up and you see that face, like you can see, like that's letting mm-hmm. out. But he's never gonna get. He's never gonna get that satisfaction because he knows that all the things that he got into, he lost mm-hmm. his baby girl from that, and it's crazy. And then the other thing when uh, just the, just the way that they're trying to deal with it all together as a family. And, and they're a broken family. They really. are a totally. So it's such a hard that they were, you know, on, on the precipice of divorce before this happened. Right. And they're trying to keep it like, oh, you know, we're a happy, strong family unit, we're which happy. has never been the case. No, it's never been the And they had to put on the good front because they're going through the trial. Mm-hmm. And, and his wife is like, well, Ghost, I'm going to stay with you for all this. And, 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 you know, Tasha is his wife, and she's. When she goes to to the lawyer, Terry, mm-hmm. thinking that he's going to help, and there's and he left, and right. there's nobody there because she knows when she walked into that house to his apartment, and she's thinking, a I'm going to have sex with this guy mm-hmm. because he's I, and he's going to help me out with this whole thing, and he's cleared out his apartment right? is gone too much for that. The guy. look on her face is like, oh my god, we are, I am so screwed right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's such a good. I don't even. I don't understand how it's not getting any love on this. I don't. I don't get it. They find these shows on Amazon Prime. They find these shows on Hulu, and I think they try to be like cool with it or whatever. I don't. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. The acting is great. The, this the whole way the show is is done is great. Is there anything? And I'm watching. Also watching the show. I, I don't know if you've started to watch it yet. And Stephen, I don't want to leave you out. Yellowstone with Kevin. I Costner. still. I watched like two episodes. But I'm watching, I'm trying to finish Succession first, because you said to watch that, so I'll watch that, and then after that I'm going to watch Yellowstone. Succession is is another, is, I'm glad you brought that up, because Steven is yeah, getting Steven's into this, too. Yeah, Steven's been watching too. it, too. I like so. Succession. You do like <laughs> Succession, right? Because... Steven, you've been talking too much. <laughs> yeah, all right, right, right. Steven's our right producer. Over, I'm just producing this one. Steven is producing this one, and again, I want to give him a shout-out, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have these mics working. He went out and... Did a lot of work behind the scenes, so thank you again, Stephen. And all you know, I want to thank. I should really do this. Stephen, Melissa, Zach, and Michael have made this whole thing come together. You know, I've always wanted to do this type of thing, and they haven't gotten the credit that they deserve because if I didn't have you guys to do this, I wouldn't be able to do this at all. I always wanted to kind of do like a radio thing growing up, and you know. For you guys to help me out with this, it's 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 really good. Tell us something we don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. You know, I'm the light of everybody's life. I'm pouring my heart out here. I'm, getting, I'm welling up a little bit, pouring my heart out, and I get stabbed in the back. But I mean, it. you know, between you know, Zach and, and Steve and Melissa, Michael, all you guys. I mean, you know, you're we're a good group. You guys are four of the best people I know, and you know. I want to thank you all for that. But I want to get back to now the important stuff. Back to business. (laughs) Let's get back to business and uh, the business at hand here. Succession. Unbelievable show. And I won't get... I mean, I I really can't talk too much because Stephen has only watched like three episodes. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. I'll spoil it it for him. But it's another thing of a family dynamic of the strong father figure and how important, like, you know, how a father can drive... A 
like their children. You know, like he wants to be the father was a huge success. He's a media mogul, basically. That's like, going to be uh, what happens with this podcast, <laughs> right? Jack right, when it all takes off. I, our we, power struggles and all we that. Move to the the mansion, <laughs> and who takes over the mantle when I get the Alzheimer's and you know start <laughs> absolutely. Myself. So that, that's why it? I watch it. It's for our What's future. The name really, of the show? what time is it? <laughs> who are you? I forget all these things. But it just shows you like how a, a dominant parent can really, like one that worked so hard to get to the top that he still thought by doing that, you should loving your children and, and you know that's the way to show them by giving them everything. But you still need that pat on the back from your mother or father mm-hmm. to say like, hey, you know, I, I'm doing this and isn't this great? But when that power gets into your head, the more you have the more you need of it. And, yeah, I'm having children. I've got the, my, my, he's got the, what, the three sons and the daughter. And he even, you know, talks about, like, how strong some are, how weak some are. And you you know that. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. with Yellowstone in that sense because they're, he built this company, Brian Cox, built uh, in succession, where in Yellowstone, Kevin Costner's inherited this from like his grandfather to his father to him now, and it's like four hundred thousand acres in Montana, and he's in the, on the verge of maybe losing what it's always been there. And, and he talks about none of my kids are strong enough to handle this because once you, I guess, it, you know, once you get money, it's hard to, and then your kids, it comes easier to kids because mm-hmm. they've had that all along. Yeah. They don't know the struggle to get it. That's the hardest thing. The work ethic. Especially something you've built. You know, when you talk about succession, something right. you built. How can you let go of something that you created? And, you know, no matter who it goes to, your family, whatever, you, you always think you know how to do it better than and anybody it's, else. It's hard to balance that. Like, when do I, how much can I dedicate to my son? He, the, mm-hmm. like the, the main character in succession, you know, Brian Cox, uh, he gets he's divorced so there's not that mother figure there he's remarried but yeah. the kids are growing up they're probably sent to the private schools and we'll get into that more probably the second season and whatever and mm-hmm. how they were raised and, and things but it's just that you see that in a lot like yeah kids have to also be able to do things and, and, and get it and, you know it's not always having the pat. You, know, you have to be told yeah that you're not great all the time either there has to be that balance mm-hmm. but when everything is handed to you you don't know like the work that like the back stuff you have to do to get to succeed. Absolutely. It, how could you? Right? Because I mean, not, not nothing even against you. How how really it's not your experience that you've had. Right. When you've got a ton of money already, you're gonna be acting a lot different than somebody who's had the struggle to know what it's like not to make the money. And that's why succession is, is really good and and Yellowstone is is, is a different kind of of show in a sense that it's kind of like the old west but it's it's shot now but it's like how the episodes i've seen like i said i saw two and those those are great it's really good but i want to wait till i'm done with succession and it always seems whenever they do the shows like that are successful or like even if you go back to dallas in the days with larry hagman and and, and whatever (laughs) and, and it's always the strong father and the kids struggling for the, the the attention of the dad and who's going to get everything when he goes, or how well it's going to, you know, how it's going to be? Stephen, you have something? You well, want? it's it's like uh, it's based off of um, I heard McKay, an interview with McKay, the creator of it, 
and uh, it's loosely uh, based on modern families of of this, the Murdochs, right, the yeah. Trumps, right, um, and it's it's as much about fame, as much about money, and all these other things. It's really about power, and it's about not just getting to the top. But then staying there, exactly. And then all the antibodies you create within the industry of people trying to get you, yep. and it's this nonstop kind of paranoia. This nonstop that if you're not continuously evolving, somebody's going to come get you. And that dynamic is very interesting uh, to watch, and it really shows you, um, uh, you know, sort of the struggles that that go on in boardrooms in corporate America all across the world, uh, all across, especially the country, but all across the world. You you know, those. I mean, look, I I haven't sat in on you know, inner, you, you don't know what it's like to be in Amazon or whatever, or right. or the other big companies. But you have to feel that this is something. So Amazon's out there, or you know, whatever big companies are out. Netflix is out there. There's somebody trying to get you. Somebody's trying to get, and right. th- there could be this really great idea that somebody has that all of a sudden you're not the top anymore. Right. And and you see that throughout succession, which is pretty interesting. And you know, too, it's also, though, the family part of it. Oh, yeah. If, if you have the strength of a family that you can go to and rely on, where in succession there's this, this kind of a fracture of the family at this point. So... If things are going bad at work or if you can, you know, the people you can rely on or you hope to rely on the most whenever you're in any industry or whatever is you can go to your family mm-hmm. and they can kind of, grant, you, know, grant, you know, ground you or say maybe you should try this or if you, if you have faith in it. But if you don't have that because you've never given the, your children the voices or to think for themselves if everything they've done is, yeah, but I can do it better or what, you know, or you've been handed everything. And if you don't take their advice sometimes, and that's the most important thing you can have. If, you, if you're going to be a success, but you still need that family, like, to, to fall back on, to have. And when they're showing in succession and even in, in Yellowstone, it's like there's the fracture of the family. And if you don't have that, it makes a big difference because then what is, what do you, first of all, what are you doing it all for? Right. You want it to carry on. Your legacy carries on through your children, if you have children, obviously. <clears throat> and that's what's been the, the theme for both of those shows, that one, in, in Yellowstone, he doesn't think his family can handle this. And in succession, are they being pushed to maybe take away what the dad has, in, in, in a sense? Well, it, it plays this show, and you've seen a lot of political movies. Right. It plays out a lot like an internal battle between members of a party or a cabinet where even if you're on the same team right. like law, like this is a family but you see this a lot in White House movies or if you read a, a book about like in a White House you see that there are factions within that power group Absolutely. and that's what kind of always brings it down and I and I know that um you know if you if you read about World War 2 right uh, you know, uh, Eisenhower and Churchill, they had enough problems f- bringing the allies together right, as you right. do. F- they spent, I, I remember I, I watched an interview with uh, with the present Secretary of Defense, Jim Madison. He was talking about how, you know, if, it, he, he was talking about how they spent as much time fighting each other as they did fighting the Nazis and, right. and the Japanese. And the, that comes to my mind when I'm watching Succession because 
you're trying to beat the competition, but with inside your own company, you have all these factions, and what makes it interesting is the right. family piece because, hey, you guys are family, but they're more loyalty, they're more fighting for their own power and their own money. Exactly. They don't really feel like a tight-knit mm-hmm. family, but maybe when you come up with so much, it's a different value set, right. obviously. And you, want, and you want to prove to your father that you're worthy of, of taking it over. And that's... if. if the show has a dom like whenever they do that, it, it always seems there's always a, a running thing through it. Something's got to happen to like the mother or father. Like they're going to get sick, they're going to get a disease of some kind or whatever. It's either going to bring the family together, or that, or you have the fracture of you can't run this business. I can run this business. You're not strong enough. All the fears that you have to prove to that one main character that I can do it, and I'm going to show all of you who always doubted me. I'm not as weak as you might have thought. That's always the strength of a good show is to have that one strong character or, or like the mother or the pet. But it always seems it's either one or the other. Am I right? Like there's yeah, no, absolutely. The strong there's mom or the strong dad, the you know, and the matriarch, patriarch of the show that makes it work, I think, than having like, oh, like the Waltz. You know, the Waltz, it was what it was, but... Mm-hmm. You like that dynamic of the father being like the philanderer, maybe, or but yet I love my children, or something happens, or he's got they, they all have to have like a, a vice. They're either on drugs to kids, or they're they killed somebody in the past. That you know, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Don't you think that makes? But it makes it a different. You know, it makes it more real life in some ways. You know what I mean? That absolutely. There always is that strong... Because, yeah, look behind the curtain of any, you know, strong family, and it's always very intricate, and, you know, you never really know what goes behind, on behind closed doors. Right, you think, like... truth. Like they always say, like, per- like the perfect family. Oh, they're mm-hmm. a perfect family. But yet, there's... Mm-hmm. You don't know until you walk a mile in somebody's shoes mm-hmm. of what's going on and, and things like, you know, and that that's what makes a, a, a big difference. I want to pivot a little bit, if I can, here, because we, um, and I, I don't like to get heavy or whatever about things, but we did lose Aretha Franklin. We did, yeah. This, uh, that, you know, not too Music long ago. Music legend. Music legend. Unbelievable. She was a, a person, and I, we mentioned Ray Charles earlier, who could take a song and just make it her own song. She was so talented, this woman. It was amazing. And I wrote down a couple of songs that I, that I really liked. I heard, You Make Me Feel. You know that song, right? Mm-hmm. Chain of Fools, Think, Respect, and the song that you walked into at your wedding. My Free wedding song, love. baby. Unbelievable. But every song she sang, she had that way of just taking it to another level of making the song her own, even if somebody else... And her voice is one you just won't find <laughs> these days, you know? No way. Beautiful voice. She could sing Wonderful gospel, talent. rock... She pop whatever she had to do. She, her range was incredible, just a gifted, gifted talent. But I want to ask you guys: is is there one song? And it doesn't have to be about Aretha or whatever. Is there one song like when you put on the radio, or when you're listening, you're you know, that you say that's like my favorite. When you hear it, it's like that's my my jam. You know, I mean that's my song. Like for me, it's like the Who. I love Rain or Me. Whenever I'm listening to it in the car, or if I've got it on, you know, listening to it, I gotta crank it. I gotta play it. It's just that, to me, it gets me all the time. Is there one like song, Stephen, Melissa, that you guys have? And what's that, yours? Well, I said "Love Rain" oh, or "Me" by the Who. Gotcha, gotcha. That's like my sorry. 
one of my faves. Like, do you have one, Melissa? Like, I mean, I gotta say, you know, if uh, I gotta have any kind of jam song, it's gotta be the song I was named after, which was Sweet Melissa. Right. That's... So if there's anything, you know, maybe that, because I do have that in all my playlists and everything. Oh, you do? Really? Of course. I mean, how could you not? Named after a song, please. I mean, right. Yeah. But do you have, a, like, another one, like, by... Green Day, or, or like there's one. Oh, I've got too be- many, but I'm sure I could think of all day. I could sit here and tell you, uh, you know, Green Day songs that I'm touched by. <laughs> but, right, you know, right. if I'm saying anyone's my jam, I'm going to go Sweet Melissa. Beautiful. Thank Named you. after it. Got to go with it. Steven, what do we got there? You got one for me? Take Walking a in Memphis. Really? I was going to say, I was thinking, because last time I think when uh, Mike. That Ian is your, and, like, when you hear that, that. But you rock to that, like that's your. That's uh, yeah, that's probably my. F- I don't know if 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 I'm pinned down on my favorite song of all time, it might be Walking in Memphis. It's really? very hard. I just, I just something about that song I love. I don't know. I don't it's know. A good song. Well, he's. It, it maybe because we're speaking of Aretha Franklin as well. There's that part where the gospel singers come in the back. There's right. something about that song that, that just feels very the way it builds. I, you know, I'm not a music critic. I, I, I can't explain it what, exactly what the song does. Right. But there's a tempo and a rhythm to it that the song builds to something. It, it feels like there's just so many different. There's so many different uh, rhythms that feelings song takes you feel on. too. Yeah, yeah, that's what it has it to. Is, you know, you mentioned and you mentioned Sweet Melissa, and that one always gets me too. I. I Love Rain or Me was because when I was dating, you know, uh, your mom, that was like a song that I like. I was thinking he was going to say someone else there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when well, I was I dating my one true love. I can't really talk about Before my, your mother. I don't want to really get into any people maybe coming back to me later on uh, once this, when this really we takes off. We might get off. some uh, long lost love letters <laughs> there here. There might be stuff coming out of the woodwork when this show takes off. I hope not. That, you know, Who was I'm, the first? I'm Let's court, hear from her. He's in court yet again? What happened? Yeah, but no. But my favorite Aretha song that I wanted to say is, is You Make Me Feel. I love that one. That one's great. Isn't oh, that a great yeah. song? It's just... It, Gotta it's love it. Like what you're talking about with walking in Memphis and you get the whole chorus and everything going. But but Love Rainer Me for the Weather Who, Melissa is a great song. And, and, and those, are, those are really... Those are classic. And the Omen Brothers are great anyway. But she just had such an effect on... And I, and I equate her to, like, to, to Ray Charles... He's Absolutely. unbelievable singer. Like, there's certain people that when they sing, that they can take any song and just make it their own, but it's powerful. And I just, the gift that she had, you know, you have to, I don't know if you, you know, get religious or whatever, but there has to be something that, because you can't learn that. You know what I mean? Like, to be a talent in anything, like sports. It's or, one thing to be a good singer, but right. the voice she had, I mean, you're right. You can't. That's it, something. You're born with that. There's a lot of... Like, she was made to be a singer. Exactly. There's no uh, voice classes you could take to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I like, mean, really. Like If there were, I'd be taking you them. Guys Let me tell you. Both, you both have, have done some acting, right, in your time. You've done things. Yeah, I've tried my hand at it. Right? You can learn... Like certain things, but to become the character is the hardest thing. You can learn, okay, stage left, this is how you enter, you know, feel it, but it's got to come from in, there's something that has to trigger inside you. You can't just become, let's say, like, yeah, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. You're either, you got it or you don't. You know, he's got. Like the total package. Like he's you got can't just look. wake up and decide to, to do right. that one hey, day. That looks so it. easy exactly. to do. And it's just like with her, like, when you see when you hear her sing, you're like, I, 
I could work on my voice for forever in a day, and I'm not going to be able to sing like two notes like that. Mm-hmm. Two two notes lo- like that. But I, I just wanted to pay tribute to her. But Stephen, I want we're, we're we're almost closing out with the episode, and I wanted you to talk about um, another great icon that passed away recently, and that's uh, John McCain. So if you want want to take uh, the floor to finish this out. Sure. Um, you know, we on this show, we try to stay away from politics as much as possible. It bleeds into a lot of what we do. But I think there's one person, um, and I, I might get emotional talking about him. But uh, That's all right. It's there was time. somebody who uh, I think he was a Republican, obviously. But towards the end of his career, some of the people that were his biggest proponents were on the other side of it. You know, the story I always think of when I think of John McCain is the fact that his father was an admiral in the Navy during, um, and I told you I was going to get choked up. That's quite what happened. His father was an admiral, and during Vietnam, McCain was imprisoned in what was called the Hanoi Hilton. Because of his father's position as an admiral, he was offered, he was offered to be released. Right, right. He said that until my fellow prisoners going I'm not going and um, right that's he he um, he chose what was likely for whatever the rest of his life would be torture and likely his death right and he um, he embodied you know what he did he embodied everything that's that's right about being in in the service and and the the motto for all of them never leave you like anybody behind. He wasn't going to be Absolutely. like he wasn't going to use I'm better than you here. And to feel that way about somebody in politics nowadays with it being so so divisive. The other thing I I, I think about too is when during the debates when he uh, he was at a rally or uh, and this woman said that uh, Obama is a, is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting choked up too. <clears throat> he took the mic and said, "No, he's not. He's we differ, but he's an American. Look, I didn't a lot of things with John McCain. I didn't agree with, and I and, I, and I'm getting emotional too about it. But he was such he was a person that loved the country, which a lot of people can say they love the country, but he loved it. He did. He did. <laughs> he cared about it." He wanted the best for, for all people. <clears throat> Some people have different ways of going about it, but he was strong in his, his, his love of the country, faith that he had, and he was somebody that you need because he would call power into question. Just because he was a senator, he didn't think that we're the be-all and end-all. He didn't think that you're the president, that you can't be called on something if it's wrong. If it's not right for the country, and it's a country for all people, he could have. He could have. When that, that that question came up, about Obama said, "Absolutely, you're absolutely right." But he said he's a good man. We differ, but we care about going about things in a certain way, and that's the difference in, in in a leader that you need. You need a strong leader, and I'm really getting choked up about this too. And I. And I but that's when there's somebody that you you can. You know, you felt that he cared about the country, and like you said, Stephen, he could have gotten out of Vietnam. And I don't know anybody else. I don't care 
I would have left that part out and said, oh, they let me go. I, that, to, to say, no, I'm staying because everybody else has got to go. It, it's an incredible, incredible thing, and it tells a lot about the man. And this guy, it wasn't like this guy wasn't getting tortured. He was in solitary confinement. He, when he got caught, he had two broken legs and a broken arm when his plane... Uh, was was you know when they they found this man, mm-hmm. so it's not like he went in healthy to begin with, right? But I don't mean to take way more. more no, it's just when I when I think of him too, he was uh, most politicians, and this is this is most of them Republican Democrat. They have a way of dodging any real um, um, blame. Right. John McCain, when he made a mistake, was the first one to say I was wrong. Right, and that might have been. Is down because sometimes as a politician it's easier to deflect blame. He would take it head on and say, "I apologize." Now that doesn't score you sometimes the political points because then it's you know this person isn't perfect, mm-hmm. but he would readily admit it. And um, he was somebody who I disagreed with on so much, right. um, on a lot. But at the end of the day, as we've said, this was a man who you knew he believed what he was trying to do right and it wasn't always popular it wasn't always what was going to help him right but he knew whatever whatever he did he believed it was to help the country well you know what the thing about him was he he what you see is what you get with john mckay he wasn't going to change because he's talking to one group of people one day talking to another group of people another day his heart was always I'm doing this for the country. I'm doing this for the people of this country to make it better. And when you, he's not, he wasn't a phony. He didn't pander to people. He didn't pander to the people in his his party just to to, to get to show favor for them. If somebody on the, the other side of the aisle came up with an idea that was good, he went with it. What you don't have, and it, it happened a lot more back, and like people wouldn't willing to make a deal. Where you see now, it's like, no, it's my, my ball. I'm playing with it. You can't have it. Where McCain didn't care if he got all the attention. He just wanted to make whatever bill that was going to come up in front of the Senate, whatever, whatever hearings or confirmation hearings were going to be done, that are you the best man or woman for the job? It doesn't matter if you're a man or woman. I don't care. Are you going to do the best and do it the right way? And that's the way to live. You know, That's the way he lived his life because he was an honorable man in the, in the Navy and, and the whole bit. But he had that code, I guess, from the time he was born from, his, like you said, his grandfather and his father. That's the thing about him that you would just like to be, in any walk of life, you'd like somebody like that. Like you could, you may differ, but he was an intelligent man. But he would, the thing I, I think also is that he would, wasn't afraid to listen to other people. And that's an important part too. When you're a politician... You're willing to listen to somebody on the other side of that aisle or just a, a constituent. And like I said, I go back to the Obama thing. He could have easily have said, you're absolutely right. I'm going to score points with this. But he said, no, he's not. We differ. But the man is, is an American. He was born here. And he cares about this country like I do. We just differ how to get to the, to the job. But he was willing to work to get it done. 
And that's what's so important. Now you don't, and I don't want to get totally political. No, it, I want to honor the man, not the. the it's you know, a what's different going on. time. I mean, it, it speaks a lot about him. He was he was obviously Republican and had a strong point of view. But don't forget, in 2004, John Kerry thought of making John McCain his vice president. Right. And when McCain, it was his turn, or when he won the Republican nomination. He wanted very much to pick his Democratic friend, Joe Lieberman, to exactly. be his vice president. He was really good friends with Joe Biden. He worked with Bernie Sanders on including on um, improving health care for veterans. Yeah. Uh, he worked with Russ Feingold to try and get money out of politics, another Democrat. It didn't right. matter what it was. He was, he was, a, he was a patriot, and uh, this country will miss him. Yeah, he was America first. And you're right, this country will, will miss him because you don't have people that are like that now willing to take a stand, and you, you, you said it eloquently, it, it doesn't, it, it, I'm taking it because it's right for the country. It doesn't have to be right for the party or for me. I may not always agree with the, the senator that across the aisle that's presenting the bill, but you know what? This is a good one. And I think he cared about people, right? I mean, listen, you feel, I think, you know, he, he Yeah, was, no, he definitely didn't. He yeah. was somebody that touched, I think, everybody. And, and when you lose someone like that, you just... You know, it's like you lost, like, a, um, to me, it was like losing an uncle or, uh, uh, you know, a cousin or, a, a, you know, a brother or something like that. Because he was so much America and he was always there and he will always be uh, like two great icons that were lost way too soon. Because there was a lot of work to be done by McCain and a lot of more beautiful songs to be sung by Aretha Franklin. But I hate to leave on a downing note. But well, I was going to ask you a question. Before I yes, do that, please, I obviously want to pay my respects to John McCain as well. Right. He was just, you know, a great man. I don't care what side of the line you sit on. Right. He fought, you know, for us. Didn't matter what he was, Republican, Democrat, I don't care. He was a great man and a hero. But before we go, I want to try to lighten up a little bit okay, and sure. uh, ask my father, not about the movies, okay. you know, but about the TV show. This is really, you know, see if, uh, how senile he is at this point, you know. We want to end on a happy note. End on a happy day. note I here. John McCain would rather us end on a happy note. Exactly. For his day. sake, I would like to end on a happy note. Sure. Hoping he's resting in peace. But for my father, my question to you is, uh-huh. the original Charlie's Angels lineup. The in, entire uh, cast, you want to know? Well, I mean, you know, at least uh, at least the main girl. Okay, so I so want we, to see where your your mind's at. Charlie, yeah. uh, the voice of Charlie was John Forsythe, which you never saw on camera. David Doyle was Bosley. Um, Sabrina Duncan was played by Kate Jackson. Uh, Kelly Garrett was Jacqueline Smith, and probably one of the greatest actors. Actresses of all time. Jill Monroe was played by Miss Farrah Fawcett, who was one of my all-time, maybe all-time favorites. Uh, Tremendous, beautiful. Had her T-shirt in high school, wore it almost every day. Had the iconic T-shirt. Was yellow with her picture in the bathing suit. So that, Melissa, is the entire lineup of the Charlie's Angels cast. And uh, well, his mind's still there. The mind is still for there another for day. That. that is burnt into mind. And I think John McCain was also, and I love him. I think he was a big fan of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I actually, to, to again delay it up, I got a John McCain. I was reading something, and I, you know, could be fake news. Who knows? But I read this, and you know, it was a happy story of him that I would like to share to kind of end it up and make it happy again. Sure. It was something I was reading. Him and Hillary Clinton got into some kind of a drinking contest that, you know, they were in some bar and they 
took like four shots of like vodka straight and it was like to see who who was going to win and who was going to do that and they both decided you know what no we're honorable people we both won so they went away and they both were winners that <laughs> night i'm sure they both were very tipsy as well so i'd like to thank you again john mccain your service was i mean what you did for us there's no way to thank you for it but thank you buddy he is the best he is the best so we end on 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 John McCain, and and Aretha uh, as a true gentleman, a true gentleman, and and two class people that you would uh, wish a legend and a hero, a legend and a hero. I couldn't say it better. So that is uh, Passes Prime podcast, the special Flyable. edition, the power. Uh, let's not forget that also. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we're going to do this again real soon. Thank you to Stephen and to Melissa. Thank you very much.